Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Citizen Feed, a podcast made by players for players. And um, for all the returning audience, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as a means of introduction, I'll go around the table to introduce you guys to the crew again. So on my left or right, I've got Delta X85. A little bit about yourself, my man. What's going on, citizens? Delta X85 here. So I'm a relatively new player, as I stated last week. But as far as my gameplay, I probably am very uh, informed because prior to playing this game, I made sure that because of the complexity of it, that I researched the game, I consumed as much of content as I could to make sure that when I actually got in the game that I knew what I was doing and was very familiar with the concepts. Uh, along with that, I decided that I wanted to create content myself. So I came up with an idea of several, several different a uh, avenues to create content and began that. I uh, met these guys and here we are, uh, run Order of Zion, a guild I just launched last weekend. We're moving forward with that. We uh, will be PvP-oriented, but we'll be uh, a multifaceted crew. And we will make sure that the UEE leaves Stanton. So that's where we're going with that. Awesome. What about Ace, the guy himself who actually is from Stanton? But where in Stanton, may I ask, Ace? That's totally classified. And if I told you guys, I'd have to kill you. So, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm Monster69, based here in uh, Sydney, Australia. Uh, org leader of, of, of the Skeleton Crew, passionate Star Citizen player. And uh, happy to have you with us uh, this week. Where we, we aim to bring something a little bit different with this podcast, uh, more of a, a player's view and, and we're all all three of us are players from different sort of uh, sides of the fence, if you like. Uh, we've got a PvP, PvE, and and uh, and uh, and a hybrid kind of player as well, so we can give our different perspectives. And um, so, yeah, let's get stuck into it. Um, over to you, Ace, okay. for the week in review. Yeah. So, guys, what have you been doing this week? Uh, let us hear a little bit about your experiences and. Um your adventures well uh, let me tell you what happened to me yesterday so i'm attempting to modify my cutting right mm -hmm. and then i have a new player he's running around with me and then he says oh shit there's a ship coming through port alazar we're in the terminals about to request a ship right and i turn around like and i see the ship exploded not uh in the context of flames and fire, but pieces and parts thrown around <laughs> in the actual terminal room. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I turn around and there's my X1 quantum drive sitting there. And I'm like, oh, he's got the same quantum drive I do. And then I'm starting to piece it all together in my mind and it's my cutty. And I'm thinking like, what the hell is this? So it was actually a bug that I had. And apparently with this bug, when you're modifying your ship, it 
explodes into pieces and parts. When you exit the game, every time you come back and open it, you, you wake up in the hab, your pieces and your parts are there with you. So you have to climb through them. And as you're climbing through them and over them, they push you in and out the room inside the walls. You get stuck. So there was actually uh, a process that we had to go through. Luckily, uh, I, I've met a player. I think he's got like seven years in. So he had a trick that we could do to get me back in. Uh, I've experienced a lot of bugs this this week. I've been in the game a lot and I've experienced a lot of bugs. So one of the things that I wanted to tell the citizens is we're not kissing anybody's ass. We're going to call it like we see it. We do love the game, but we're not also not going to tiptoe around the issues. We're dealing with a lot of bugs that need to be addressed. We need resources dedicated to those things where a lot of players are just going to get frustrated with the game and quit it. Uh, Outside of that, and the bugs and issues, I have I dove really hard into bounty hunting, been grinding a lot. Uh, I've also actually haven't been in my personal Discord for our org much because I've decided to sit in, uh, help out new players, and then as those new players come through, I've been working with them, and then some of them want to hang out with us, and they come to uh, the Order of Zion Discord. Then, uh, see, my favorite gameplay loop now I've determined is indeed bounty hunting because uh, there's another player that I'm, I've been playing with. He's been in the game for about three or four years. We had a pretty good system to where we were churning out bounties probably within every five to seven minutes because he was a good pilot and he could get us to where we needed to go very rapidly and we were doing all high high priority targets and okay medium to to high so what i've just been trying to grind it out man save money the, to increase my fleet and jump into some other gameplay what ways. ship were you doing your bounties in delta so I, I and i know those guys that are seasoned out there are probably gonna be like oh my god well so <laughs> my first gameplay package was the Cuddy. Yeah. So I had a, a player help me with the loadouts and he walked me through Urkel. So we built out a ship, ran around for like six hours, buying pieces and parts, putting it together, trying it out, getting different builds together. So I've been running to Cuddy. However, he had recommended me to buy the Sentinel. So right now, I, I think that my next move is to uh, purchase a fighter that would be good for bounty hunting. And yep. he made some suggestions that, uh, so I'm kind of weighing out that because I also want to run uh, the mining loop. And I know a lot of people don't like mining because it's boring or it's tedious. But uh, I used to be a PVE player, so I don't mind to grind because the last MMO I played, that was, I think the programmers were sadist. They were Russians, <laughs> but I do also think that they're sadists. Yeah. Not to say that all Russians are sadists, but those programmers were. And then those players, that actually played the game and played it for 10 years for 10, 12 hours at a time, they're masochists. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Cuddy, first of all. And um, yeah, the Warden's a good move as well. Yeah, both good chips. Any yeah. FPS? Did you walk around and shoot some dudes? No, no, no. no. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been a dick this week. Uh, I've 
than killing NPCs and just trying to learn the mechanics of the game before I make any decisions. However, the the better I get, I want to challenge the UEE NPCs, and then we'll see where that goes from there. And I want to say that, I mean, to the extent that I want to do Grand Theft Auto, Crime Stat 5, and see how long I can fucking survive with a crew of people that, that are good PvPers. So that's the ultimate goal. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, uh, what did I do this week? So divided into two parts. I did some mining um, with the Rock DS. Yes, I'm one of those guys that bought a Rock DS. Um, I did that. Okay. <laughs> and um, it was fun. We took a we threw the Rock DS into a um, a C2, and we um, uh, went down to Magda. And we ended up getting 165k. So we divided that amongst three of us, which was nice, and uh, went went on our went on our merry way. The second session I had this week was uh, we got up to no good, pretty much. We started killing folks, and um, (laughs) then we ended up jumping into a hammerhead with four of us. And this is just a stock hammerhead, and we went and buzzed Port O, and we got our you know, crime stat fives and, uh, we had a great night. Um, we didn't, I survived. I, I, I came home to Grim Hex without going to jail. We ended up killing a, um, uh, a Talon and we killed a warden and we fought off two other ships. Uh, and then as usual, the bugs started settling in. So one of my friends got disconnected, another guy got disconnected, and then uh, I, I ran off by myself to Grim Hex. So uh, it was actually a surprisingly fun week, uh, despite all the bugs. And, um, uh, you know, Ace, you said, have you FPSed? My character's stuck in a state where if I pull out a gun, it just wrecks the whole gaming session for me. I can't put the gun back in. I can't look at my Moby glass because my gun's always out. Um, I probably have to delete my user folder or something. So I'll, I'll try and do that and see if that fixes the problem. But uh, I do love doing FPS bunker missions and stuff. But at the moment, I'm a bit frustrated, to be honest, with that bug. So hopefully... Uh, I think you, you might have to do a character reset for that. <sighs> dun, 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 trying to avoid it. Oh. But yeah, one, one yeah, thing... Yeah, I know. Yeah, one thing I did find out is instead of bringing out you know how you got a primary weapon a secondary weapon and a sidearm i can bring out this yeah i can bring out the sidearm and put that back in no problem so i'm running around with my arc light pistol (laughs) which is it's a good pistol come on don't hate on it it's cool speaking of dude speaking of weapons this is a necessary interjection have you ever uh used the karna yes that's a badass gun, dude. I love that shit. It's got its own sound as well. It's awesome. Hell it's yeah. I, I bought like 10 of them so I could get more of them in the verse. <laughs> passing them around like candy. And then I bought 10 more. And then 10 more again. <laughs> How about yeah, you, Ice? You those extra mags, man. Um, well, I haven't been playing too much. I had two sessions this week. Um, I think one was on Tuesday and that was mainly bounty hunting and not doing not doing anything big apart from hunting some high-risk targets and getting the money in. Uh, the other day, 
was playing with Delta actually, and I had such a load of bugs that it was almost unplayable, and I got very frustrated at one point and said, "Okay, fuck it," you know, <laughs> uh, I, I gotta yeah. go. And he gave he me a fucking time stat too when he died. I, I did not. I <laughs> did your, not. Your bug. So so somehow it, it was the bug, man. Yeah, we got a bug to where we both got crime stat twos, and then that took me down a fucking rabbit hole. And it was one of the weirdest bugs too. I mean, we were landed on Delamar on a landing pad, getting rocks into his cuddy. Yeah. And I parked my rock, got out of the rock. And wanted to make some room to, so so he can drive his in. <laughs> My character just fell over for for no reason and was dead. So I was like, ah, the fuck, what what now? Okay, I died. Uh, okay, I'll be I right back. Doing, I, I wound but, up doing a prison stint there because I, I I acquired a few the, more crimes at levels. <laughs> the thing is, I spawned in bed, and. The game was telling me, yeah, yeah, you are trespassing. No, dude, it's my hap. I'm not trespassing. It's totally okay. <laughs> and they decided to give me a CS2 anyway, but... Uh, you probably didn't pay the rent that week, mate. You were trespassing. And... <laughs> hey, <laughs> life's hard in Stanton, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can try to be a mystery, but let me tell you, that fucking UEE is coming for you. Yeah. It wants yeah. its taxes. And you probably owe... Uh, Hurston some hours since you're part of that life labor contract. They're gonna kick you out and take your me medical What's coverage it? away. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't work for those guys, man. Awesome guys. All Never. right. Um, All right. So listen, yeah. guys. We we actually had drum roll. Chris Roberts decided to show his face this week, right? Yeah, big. So. The God has spoken. Time. Substantial. So I want to uh, preface this whole segment. Dude gets reamed a lot by the not the community, and I actually have a player that I've been playing with for a couple of years. Um, he just got into Star Citizen as well, and he was on a soapbox about a lot of the issues with the game. And I actually had to stop him. I was like, dude... First off, have you seen the, the new video Chris Roberts released? Because everybody's always like, oh, it's about money. It's about money. Dude, if it was about money, I don't think that they'd be continuously adding more people to the development team. They're just expanding the shit. And I actually think that this dude is very, very passionate about it. And I, I do believe about it. He's, he's, he's as passionate about this as Elon Musk is, you know, colonizing Mars. I really do believe that. I see it. I think yeah, it's genuine. I, I agree. Uh, and, and you you got to see a lot of that in that video with him and Sandy. Uh, we so now one of the things that he pointed out, he's we're like seven hundred and twenty employees for CIG, and twenty are working on they server focus mission. server mission. Uh, I have an issue with that. Uh, I I try to be positive about the whole situation and look at what we are getting. The the bugs are a major issue for me. Server meshing is substantial. We have got to have more than 50 players on a server. And to be honest with you, even if we were allowed 100, the servers cannot cannot support 50 most of the time you understand what yeah, i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely have, on an empty server you get good performance and as soon as there's like 20 people 
stuff goes down quickly. I personally like to see more than 20 people working on server mesh. And I talked to a guy that he actually does coding. He said that that is, oh, well, that's about average for something of that, that scale. And I was like, dude, no. If you have a vision that has never, never been envisioned before, which is Star Citizen, give me double or triple what you would normally put in that category. Server meshing is essential for this game's survival because once we get server meshing, things like PvP or player-created content, like uh, last week I alluded to the fact when we when server meshing comes in, that's when the PvP is going to get intense and you're going to get whole entire sectors of the game divided up with a great fucking war. It always happens in every MMO, and I cannot wait for it to happen in Star Citizen. So, uh, Moz, what what did, what did you pick out of the video that was interesting to you? Well, man, anytime um, Chris Roberts and Sandy, uh, th- there used to be a show called uh, Around the Verse. So they used to mm-hmm. do, do a segment regularly, and then they kind of went, uh, you know, Chris Roberts, I don't know, sort of stepped away a little bit from the public media side of things. And when he came back on uh, Delta and Ace, man, I just realized how much I missed him. It's so nice to see his, like, passion. Um, And he was, you know, we all play through all these bugs and we kind of work around them. We ignore them. We get frustrated by them. For him to sit there and be honest um delta is one of the main things i took away he was really honest man and it was it it was refreshing if he said he's more honest than i'm sorry but some of the other sort of private sort of i don't know youtubers or whatever that that kind of you know a very proactively positive on 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 star citizen he was more negative on his own product and more real than a lot of these guys, right? So he admitted, you know, he admitted that his, you know, his daughter was was pissed off that you know NPCs were standing on on seats. He logged in there, and he, he his body language, he, he shook his head. He said, you know, I logged into my game, and you know, he kind of shook his head and and kind of that's all I needed. I was like, right, this guy's on the same page as me. And if he sat there and said, you know, everything's fine, and you're going to see great progress and stuff, and that kind of sales pitch it would have really kind of agitated me but he said exactly what i wanted him to say with the passion with the level of detail on server meshing and all the other stuff that it just rejuvenated me and then seeing sandy his wife trolling him is just the best entertainment so oh i was was, yeah that was it it was she was the one that identified that his daughter reamed him for the the npcs being you know screwed up in the game so if if she, his daughter actually played it i think he'd have got much worse when she dealt with all the other issues and then the fact that sandy called him out about it on camera and he had you know he was like yeah uh, it is like uh, that's I, I it was very genuine i mean i'm pretty sure you're gonna have a lot of very. people analyze it and say that it was staged but uh, as far as my i'm concerned that was a very genuine video and uh we'll see we'll see where it goes Ace, yeah. what did you take from it? Yeah, I mean, it might have felt a bit like staged or whatever, but you have to remember that they you. are 
doing a show. That's gonna say. They're doing a show. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's not even what I felt. I've I've been talking with a few of my mates uh, who also watched it, and one of them said, "Yeah, it felt a little forced, but you have to understand, man. Uh, it's it's the first thing they did after the pandemic and such, and um, it's." I guess it's kind of hard to come back to a project and realize, like, oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta say something to the dudes, and shit is not running as expected right now, and it's not at the point I want it to be. So yeah, try to spice it up and make it a little bit. Yeah. So iCash is has changed. It's, happy site. Yeah, yeah. So iCash has changed. It's iCash. They, yeah. they've, they are now calling it something different. Yeah. He's shooting the idea around that we may be able to see some aspects of it by the end of the year, which is, you know, the first step towards server meshing. I don't think we're going to have server meshing for another two years, in my opinion. Uh, if we would be Probably lucky not. to get it. No, we, we will not have it before then. There's, there's no way. Uh also, another important thing to note was that I think him and Sandy were moving back to England to really folk to uh, really uh, yeah. stay across the Squadron Forty Two team. So I think he he's that, that that's going to be a focus to to um, yeah get get Squadron Forty Two back on track, I suppose. <laughs> Another thing they mentioned was uh, they're going to move offices in the yeah. UK and in Germany. So uh, yeah, they're, they're getting a bigger one in, in that, was it London? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the UK and the other one in Frankfurt. Is Manchester. The, ah, Manchester. Manchester, okay. yeah. Right. So I thought it was pretty cool that uh, he was actually working on uh, a system himself. He's been coding for, I think, said about That's a year crazy. now, on on and off. Yeah, where we will actually be able to, uh, well, that was the inventory, yeah, deal, wasn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. so we'll actually be able. So, if you have, from what I understood, and I may may be applying what I wanted to be. No, 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 so, no. It wasn't inventory it, delta. It wasn't it, like. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was kind of no, like. You, the hitbox stuff around the body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. But he, he did say something about the inventory stuff, and which had to deal with yeah. iCash, and then that, that came after the coding. Okay, yeah, I'm wrong for that. But, yeah, so, yeah, I remember the hitbox with how the helmets and whatnot, Cloth. even if you got shot, it wouldn't hit the helmet. Yeah. It would, it, so you would have to... Um, yeah, always hit the dead center. Even he was yeah. saying that your skin and everything is overlaid. The yeah. skeleton itself is actually the hitbox or what well, represents as the physical part of the character. Yeah. yeah, he was saying the hitbox today is a bit like blocky, right? Uh, no, no, it's not blocky. It's It, it doesn't follow the armor. So everyone's got a, the same hitbox. Doesn't matter if you're wearing heavy armor, light armor, if you're wearing a big fat helmet like that teddy bear helmet or you're wearing a little helmet, your head has got the same hitbox. So in some instances, if you're wearing a large helmet, you know, the bullet will go through the edges of it, right? So he's yeah. he's making the hitbox follow the contours of the the cloth, 
the armor, the helmet. So it's just a more accurate representation in the world of those physical objects. But the fact that the CEO is actually coding kind of spins me out. Like, I, I don't know. Is it good or bad? I don't know. Well, he, he said they'll be testing it before implementing it because none of this stuff gets just implemented. They always back check if it's actually working before. That's true. And that, in the game. that's good to hear as well because you don't want like a CEO coding and just saying, shove my code in there, you know, <laughs> you play yeah, him. You know? So he has to go through the engineering kind of uh, checks and balances, which is good to hear. <laughs> I was happy to hear that with the the inventory they're working on as well, mm. instead of having to fucking dress your character, you'll, you'll be able to have like, whole fucking entire outfits and armor and it's like going to be more like a paper doll system he said where you drag things over to your character more intuitive a lot easier a lot more efficient because it sucks dude when you want to try right now it's a pain if you're one of those players that like to change clothes and whatnot i don't get into that but um it'll make it a lot more efficient because the menus suck man you got to go in you got to put on your helmet go in put on your armor you got to go in put on this put on that if you want to change something different go in do one by one by one by one yeah and the next thing is it fucking lags yes yes absolutely true. it has lag like sometimes when you have like 30 seconds because you're bleeding out and your mat pants are empty you go into the menu equip the mat pants you're dead and die yeah and then you spawn and have the map pan equipped so <laughs> i mean oh star citizen all right yeah, guys it needs, needs some fixing yeah Let, let's move on to um the next video um so we're all happy chris roberts came out um i hope he does it once a month let's move on to the next video and boy what a doozy star citizen live all about 3.14 uh, and it's a lot <laughs> Yeah, that was a dense episode. There's a lot, guys. So I'm going to throw it to you, um, Ace, this time. I'm going to throw it to you, my friend. You, you tell me the highlight. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have to go through all the details. Just tell me what were the big ticket items that impressed you or worried you or, or whatnot. Well, what, I'm, what was mostly interesting or, or the most interesting of, of that episode for me were, uh, was to talk about the clouds and, and how they made them up in, in like layers. I think he mentioned it's a seven layer dip and stuff and that, that they actually build canyons into the clouds. So it's, it's not just like a, a big poofy ball and um, you fly along it or through it or under it. It's, it's going to be, you'll have some sort of, uh, it's not geoformations, but you'll have canyons and whatnot. You, you could, you can fly through and yeah. different heights. You, you'll have different visual experiences in the clouds. And yeah, that, that was very interesting to me. And um, new tech, right? That's like brand new tech absolutely. coming into the game. That, that, that's a thing. It's brand new. And um, they, they even compared it with, uh, I don't know if it was in that video or it was in the Chris Roberts video when, when, when he was talking about clouds that um, it's not like in the Microsoft Flight Simulator because um, the scale is just so much bigger. I mean, you don't just fly in the sky. You can just fly away and out of the planet and look at it from, from outside and it still had to work. So yeah, it's, it's way more complicated. 
And uh, now that you're talking about the cloud tech, like uh, it's been confirmed that it's only going to be a crusader at the moment until they're able to scale it out to, to other planets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing was about the clouds was I think you're going to have layers of clouds that you can go through and then there's going to be a bottom though. There will be a bottom. You can't fly through crusader. They're going to be, there's going to be a floor. Is that right? From your understanding, um, guys? Yes. Um, no, the way, I, th- I think the way I understood it is like that all ships will, will get a certain number uh, for, for, for a certain amount of pressure they can withhold. Right. I mean, like, and the deeper you dive into the atmosphere, the higher the atmospheric uh, the atmospheric pressures will become. And um, yeah. at some point it will just smash your ship. Oh. Like, it, yeah, it, just, just imagine like a, a submarine. Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point, it's uh, it's too deep in the in the ocean, and the pressure gets too much, and it gets like crumbled up like tinfoil. Yeah, and I think that's where they're going with with the system. So you won't be able to go all the way down, and depending on the ship you fly, you will be able to go deeper than other ships, which might come in handy for hiding. escaping. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Delta, you're going to say on the clouds? Oh no, he actually said exactly what I was going to say, but I'll put this along with what he said when with the eu pu team video a couple weeks ago they actually addressed mm-hmm. that <clears throat> and i don't think we covered it on this show because we really weren't interested in it at the time but now it comes up exactly what what he said they're going to program it to where you're going to have a range and that atmospheric pressure will affect different ships different ways so yeah i'm reiterating what he just said however what interests me the most is power management that power management system is going to dramatically change flight the, skills because the, now the you, capacitor stuff yeah yeah dude that you now you're going to have to multitask to an extent that is going to be overwhelming for a lot of new players it's going to be overwhelming for a lot of people in general no matter how long you've been playing i agree i can't wait until our co-pilots actually have the ability to change and regulate and control certain aspects of the ship to that, that's what go ahead uh, sorry for for interrupting you, that, that's the part i didn't i didn't get about the video was it w- will the capacitors work for the co-pilot too or is it just for the pilot that's uh, that, that's what i'm not sure right now from what i understand like, seeing different things uh the we're supposed to get a few more aspects of co-piloting in 314 i do think yeah, that more of that um, will come in 315 oh, uh, that would be great in in my That's notes soon. in my notes ace i did write co-pilots will be able to use the capacitor capacitor system okay perfect yeah. great yeah. that's great yeah i know pilot, uh, co-pilots will get uh the the missile operator mode correct like in, in the next patch which is also great because yeah. finally you can do something else than pretend to press important buttons so yeah <laughs> exactly um i mean for me well we'll, we'll 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 for my take on capacitance is not only the capacitance system like laser systems are going to be drawing from the capacitor system so they're not just mm-hmm. unlimited bullets. That's a huge change. And Delta, Absolutely. this is a great time for you to kind of have joined Star Citizen because they everything's about to change. So it's going to might level off 
the playing field in in a PvP sense because people have to relearn everything, and um, you know, and uh, anyway, the timing's great. But so lazy to do all that stuff on the fly. You're going to have to do it on the fly, moving, mixing, yeah. managing lasers. Go ahead. Yep. So yeah, lasers are going to have. So they're going to have an amount of ammunition, if you like, which is based on the capacitance. So, so you shoot and you know capacitor goes empty. You can't shoot your lasers anymore. And then there's a recharge time as well associated with it. If you put more energy to weapons or something, you'll recharge quicker. Um, or if you've got capacitance going elsewhere, maybe you'll recharge slower. So, I mean, you know, what is it? 50%, I don't know what it is, 60% of the weapons are laser-based. This just changes so much. And I'm so excited to get my hands on it and, and see what the hell happens. The, the afterburner was now back to being called the boost. We used to have it called mm-hmm. the boost. And the boost now uses capacitance as well. Um, so anything else? Yeah, whereas before Ace? it used heat. That's right. Actually, that's right. Heat was the limiting. That's huge. Heat was the limiting factor to performance and stuff. Now, they were saying that heat's going to have a long-term effect. The short-term effect is capacitance. You run out of capacitance, exactly. you, can't, you can't do certain things. But heat will be a long-term consequence. So if you keep pushing your ship, pushing your ship, pushing your ship, I imagine the components and stuff will, will um, you know, degrade, degrade, and you have to replace them and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's coming too in the future, like uh, component degradation. And-, and can I just add, guys, it's not only capacitance. They're changing the pitch and yaw rates and roll rates of all the ships massively. Yes. So yes, and they to to get those systems in all all the, the the few things we just talked about they had to make a pass on pretty much every single ship in the game. Yeah. That's uh, that's also something he's they, they said in the video that that they had to revisit each and every individual ship and adjust it to the new stuff and I can't wait honestly if if it's anything like I imagine it to be it would be super hard but also super awesome one thing to mention maybe with with the capacitors uh, capacitors for everybody who's like afraid of uh having to learn all this different stuff and then they said you will be able to just set it to medium settings so so it's evenly spread out and not care about it yep that's right but you don't... if you learn if, if you learn to use it you'll have an edge that, that's what, Dude, that, that's what that in itself is going to especially when we we are allowed to have crews and th- this kind of also attaches itself to long distance probing. We will, it, they're getting to a point to where they're adding loops that certain members of a crew will be specialized in one thing more so than another. So we have individuals that are good turret guns. We all have individuals that will be good navigators because with the long distance probing, they'll actually have to interpret the data that comes back so you have you know if you got a a player that's better at interpreting those signatures you would obviously want that individual to work on you know data management for instance whereas if you have someone that is a good co-pilot that specifically works with efficiency in managing the power systems especially on the fly 
depending on what you're doing. Are you hauling? Are you fighting? You know, because you're going to have to shift powers to shields, shift powers to shift power to this, shift power to that. When you're, you know, in a logistic situation, that's going to be totally different. And then with that comes specialization of your crew, and with that, the immersiveness. I, yeah. I, I actually love that idea. Yeah. I mean, in, in the future, what what's planned is uh, you will absolutely need an engineer on board to keep your big ships running. They they will have like relays and everything, and energy systems will will have to be relayed, especially if you took damage and stuff. So that components of the ship keep working, and you'll need an engineer for that. You you can't just hop out of your pilot seat, go fix everything, and jump back in <laughs> while others are shooting you. So That's you right. will need you will need a team, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, at, at the moment, light fighters are dominating the landscape. So they've reduced massively the pitch and the yaw rates of, of the light fighters and other and other ships as well, um, which is huge. They're, they're trying to go for a more positional dogfighting as opposed to this kind of situation we have today where we're throwing light fighters at 50 g's as if there's no human being in the cockpit right we're, we're just going in different directions at maximum speed and like spinning around and all sorts of crazy sort of uh, physics which which you know is very unrealistic if there's a human being in, in that cockpit because his brains will be coming out of his ears and his you know intestines will be coming out of his ass with those type of g-forces so Pretty much yeah they're, they're trying to reduce all that which is going to be huge and then on top of the if you like light fighter nerf they're going to put them back into a bubble shield as well exactly that's what i was uh, going to next that smaller fighters will get bubble shields again instead of uh, the, the four sites we have right now where, where you get like uh, left side right side front and rear and the bubbles composed of several parts so so you could um you can send energy from a sh from a left side to the right right side, can't you? Uh, no, no, no. The bubble is one bubble, Ace. So yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's the case. Yeah. And for for the fighters, they won't be able to do that Correct. because it's just yes. basically one shield emitter. Yes, they get going exactly. So the whole spinning around in space that they're doing today enabled them to survive even longer because you'd hit one side, they'd spin around because they're an arrow, whatever, and you'd hit the other side and, yeah. and, and you never got consistent hits because they're so fast, so maneuverable, and they had four sides on the shield. So that's going to nerf um, light fighters massively, uh, I think, <laughs> on paper. I hope. I think it's needed. Yeah. Because it's it's silly that you can like go with a go with an arrow and just take out a hammerhead. That's... It's just not what I imagine, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, some other things in 314 I'd like to get your uh, feelings on was... Um, da, 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 so, new HUDs. New HUDs, canvas splicing. Um, have you guys seen the pictures of the new HUDs, Delta? Have you? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen the new HUDs. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like... When I saw the first few screenshots, I didn't like it. I thought it was too busy. But then during the video, I saw them with the new HUD, and um, I didn't mind it. Um, Ace, I'm not sure what you think of the new HUDs, or they bother you. You don't just care. Matter. No, actually, I do care. I, I think they look fantastic. Mm. Uh, we'll have to see how useful they turn out to be. 
because right now the, the hood's like really compact and yeah. you have everything inside like uh, right outside the reticle but uh the new ones looked as if they were uh, making use of more of the screen, so so it's all more spread out, which might actually help in in certain situations. I I feel like having it having everything so condensed in the center is uh, yeah, it's some, sometimes yeah. a little inconvenient to see. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, the Especially more, when you're dog fighting and stuff. The more I look at the HUD, the more I'm starting to like it because it does pull everything out of the center and put it on the on the sides, and it adds a lot more information at the same time. Um, anyway, I have to get my hands on it to to see if I'm gonna yeah, follow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you got, but if we're going by looks, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait. And that's going to enable them to customize it and have different ships, have different HUDs and stuff. So it's not only a new HUD that looks different. It's actually new technology as well, which is which is really good. And they said they will um, add colorblind support, which uh, will be very useful for a lot of people. Ah, oh, brilliant. That, that's awesome. Um so some other things, maybe uh, Delta, you might like this stuff that <laughs> is in 314. I'm not sure um, if you heard, but like a lot of Todd, Todd Pammy was talking about a lot of crime enhancements. So for example, you can now knock out uh, someone and that won't kill them, um, which is good because uh, previously if you knock someone it out- It was getting a crime stat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can destroy your party's vehicle. So when you're in a party or in an org, you're doing an event, you can kill each other's vehicles without going to crime, getting a crime stat. You can uh, fall to the lower level of the prison without getting a crime stat. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny because when I went to prison, so I have a tendency to run everywhere I'm going and I like to jump from the top of a flight of stairs to the bottom landing. When I went to prison, I underestimated the gravity or, yeah. So when I jumped, yeah, or the lack of, when I jumped, I cleared the top landing or cleared the whole entire set of stairs, cleared the bottom landing, fell into the center. And then I was like, oh, fuck. So I tried to parkour out of there. That wasn't happening. (laughs) Fell straight down into the tunnel, got another cry, uh, an additional crime stat or whatever degree it affects you. And I was pretty shitting about that because it was an accident. Yeah. Um, so Which that... made me hate the UE even more for putting me there. <laughs> so that's gone. Now you can fall to your heart's content and then uh, you won't get arrested. <laughs> you um, just die. <laughs> Uh, some other things of note, guys, was I'm not sure if any of you guys are interested in the uh, final uh, Constellation ship coming out, the Taurus, which is much, much sort of awaited by people that own a Taurus only, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I don't own a Taurus. I assume none of you guys do. No? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not a con. No, I, I don't have one. And the, uh, the, the only RSI ship I have is the Scorpius. Oh, nice. The X-Wing. Very nice. Yeah. With that. And the other thing I'd like to add is Todd Pappy's... You know, you were talking Delta, like 
you know, server meshing, throw everything at it, the kitchen sink and, and whatever. So Todd Pappy, who's the game director, he, in that video, he was like, let's just say he was like, mm, you know how all the NPCs are T-posing and the game doesn't remember their state, so they're standing on chairs and they just look a bit lifeless and dead. He's like, I want that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, if you remember, uh, before we actually started this podcast, there was, uh, I can't recall if it was a Star Citizen. It was an in-Star Citizen, Star Citizen, where they they were discussing, actually, how that that happens. So, when, when a player is not in, when, when a player is not in an area of a server, mm-hmm. everything gets pulled out. So as you come in, it renders it back in and they don't always have, it's not very intuitive. And you can tell that now because we're seeing the NPCs when they come in, they're all standing around like a bunch of fucking weirdos. Like, I feel like I'm in some 1980s horror movie meeting. Yeah. Cold cold meeting, dude. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like, man. I, I just want to shoot them, but we're in an armistice zone because I would. It's, it's too fucking creepy, dude. Yeah, I hope that gets removed. Yeah, yeah, the armistice. I want to yeah. be able to pull my gun wherever I am and just. Yeah, that's a, they get fucking lost for it, prison, but and, I had the experience. Yeah, the yeah. experience, and then GTA it on out of there. Get you a crime yeah. stat five on the way out. Fuck all you. Did did they say they diplomatic immunity? Did they mention something about like armistice zones being totally reduced around the place? I thought that was in the video, but I can't see it in my notes. So we should. I mean, it's it's necessary. Yeah, I'm not sure we, about guns. I, I, I was talking about ship armistice zones. I think were they going to reduce? I think they mentioned that? something along the lines like it, like they will completely get rid of them again. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, Porto, you at won't least be as a long time ago. You won't be able to get out the fucking pads. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. It will be. Not for you. If you're trying to leave, you'll have the server hop to be able to get the fuck off the pad. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you just got to time it right in between the gaps of explosions. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One, go, go, two, go, go, go. three, go. <laughs> um, that's all I got from 314, guys. A lot coming. Yeah. Combat's going to be changed. Sorry, Delta. Go ahead, mate. I was just about to say, with with, with the three fourteen situation and that video in and of itself, I'm not going to lie to you. I watched like half of it, then I got to a point where I told myself, "Fuck it, I'm just ready for them to release it. Let's roll <laughs> with it. Then we'll cover it after the fact." Yeah, uh, you know, it. it I, we're definitely ready for three fourteen. We need it. Uh, there's a lot of situations where d- when we were playing this week, I had three people that had to do uh, account resets in order to continue yeah, to play it's horrendous. the game. It, it's, 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 awful, horrendous. it's horrendous. It's horrendous. I call it the, the pre-patch blues. <laughs> like uh, every patch time blues. <laughs> there, there, there's, a, there's a new patch about to launch, like the old system is so fucked by that, that, that uh, I'm experiencing the worst bugs ever. I mean, when 3.13 launched, I had a pretty good time. I had good performance, good good FPS, um, a little desync, but it wasn't as heavy as it is right now. Yeah. But 
the, the further it continues and the further we get to the new patch, it's it's always getting worse for me. Yeah, but. me too. Um, all right, that's it from Star Citizen Live. Okay, what, what else did we have? We had um, Inside Star Citizen Life Among the Clouds, and we were talking, um, we, we mentioned it briefly in, in the last podcast, but uh, we'll go, we're gonna dive a little bit uh, in depth into it this week. So, you guys saw the video, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as far as when we get to a situation where this actually put into the game, it's going to give us another area to go to. And we, we did discuss it a little bit in the last podcast and then hinted on it because it's, it's been mentioned in several different videos, but now we yeah. actually had an opportunity to take a look at it. You know, uh, here we saw some of the developers were working on it and the amount of detail that they put in it. I think is probably more so than any other place in the game. Because if you look at, say, uh, Grimhex, the amount of detail, because I've actually been looking around at the small details of everything around. And with <laughs> what they're about to introduce here, the amount of details, like it, there was a, uh, a pond with rocks and whatnot in it. And the amount of details in the rocks and the water and then the, the, the fireflies at night, you know, things that players yeah. don't even really think about nor care about just adds there to the, yeah, to the yeah. attempting to make it reality. And for me, I mean, th those guys have actually done a really good job. And I would have, uh, I would imagine that the amount of time that they've put into this and with the new tech that they've also had to create because they had to create a, a gas giant with certain rules mm -hmm. that, I mean, how do you create rules for gas? You know, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, no wonder they've been working on this thing for uh, almost a year now. Mm. What, what about you, Moss? Well, there's a few little bits I'd like to tie off because it kind of um, ties into 314. So the video mm. was mainly about Crusader, but there was a kind of gameplay stuff that I forgot to mention as well. So in 314, that the missiles will be updated with, with proper uh, flight simulation, if you like. So they're going to be a lot more mm. effective, which will, again, change combat massively. <laughs> um, I would actually like to see uh, a remote-controlled missile, meaning that your co-pilot, actually gets the opportunity to direct and fly a particular missile. That would that, be fucking that'd awesome. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's al cool also, idea. as part of the HUD stuff, if you like, uh, the radar and scanning interfaces um, are being updated, which is awesome. You know, a lot of these stuff that we, we look at are like, they were programmed many, many years ago and yeah. on old tech. So uh, it's just refreshing to see all this stuff to be you know updated like radar and scanning but and then they said radar and scanning was updated also with upcoming fps counterpart so you're going to have radar and scanning as a fps guy as a soldier exactly. as a soldier like aliens beep 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 you know <laughs> on the radar yeah, so the, the, uh, the interesting bit is uh, they they mentioned that um 
it will be a tactical decision to use the ping. You'll you'll have two things. You will have the radar, which will always give you like your radar readout, but you'll also be able to ping. Yep. And send out a signal. Yeah. That will give you like more precise uh, positioning of, of whatever um, is in your area. Yeah. But they also said as soon as you ping, everybody else will be able to see you on 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 their on their Moby glass and yeah. on, on their radars. So same thing as scanning now. Yeah. So yeah. now everybody's going to be able to read it. So you're going to fuck yourself. And yeah. I guess you'd have to use it strategically. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes it might be smarter to just go and look for yourself instead of scanning and giving away your position. So I hope that brings in some interesting play. Oh, yeah. You could actually, I could see a lot of people, especially hungry PVPers that like to grief people, set up traps. And especially when piracy is instituted, <clears throat> there's a lot of lot you could do with that. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they're the kind of gameplay stuff and the new surrender system. So you can now give up, put your hands up, and you don't lose your life, you don't lose your ship, you get a shorter prison sentence. So all that's pretty cool stuff. But getting back to Crusader and my thoughts on it. So really mm -hmm. excited to see this beautiful environment that we're going to be able to go in. I'm at the same time very worried about the performance. I, if we ever, for those that don't know, my, my, I believe that the engine's at maximum capacity, and um, there's very little room to keep adding more and more stuff into it at the moment. So I'm, I'm quite worried about the performance at at Crusader. But mm. moving off that, you know, it's just a beautiful place like you guys said there's there was i was looking at it and there was so much vegetation there was heaps of trees and stuff more than any other environment including new babbage there was as as delta touched on there was all these waterfalls and water features everywhere and then there was insects and stuff almost felt like you were like so connected to nature despite the fact you're like hovering above a cloud giant it felt like you were connected to nature in that place and that just is you know it was really really nice um and what, yeah what i like about go ahead sorry no 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 that was it that was go ahead ace what what i like about it is it has that slightly different look as in you have open skies and you have open skies up and down so it's you have that huge yeah feel of uh i don't maybe freedom is the wrong word but it's um it's, it's very different than the the claustrophobic um feel you get when you're walking inside yeah. grim hacks or one of exactly. the rest stops or whatever they, they they feel crammed they feel uh tight they feel as if they stink like uh, machine smells and and you know like exactly average dirt and if you look at Crusader, I imagine it smelling of cherry blossoms and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, they probably all the put, petals falling and yeah, put some conscious effort into that. Because if you think about it from a psychological perspective, you're you're on a gas giant. One, you you can only live on some sort of technology, be it you know the, a quote unquote raft system, pods, you know whatnot. Everything's floating you would want to not be contained all the time. So when you think of gas, it's like, eh, it's got this connotation of uh, suffocating. So it would need to be open. You would need to incorporate more of nature there as well. 
because I would imagine it's very fucking depressing living in a, a gas. It'd probably be equally depressing as living on Grim Hex. <laughs> yeah. We know that you don't yeah. like to live on Grim Hex. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate Grim Hex. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, yeah, agree. Um, are those platforms, they're all connected to each other? Like, how does it? I was looking at it and pausing it. There was I know there were initially, but I'm not sure but, they left them all connected now because um, I think they, they, they even mentioned it in the video that they made the decision to not have them like joined by strut only. Right. Uh, they, they, they were supposed to be like uh, connected with lattice work and such, but... Um, One of the shots that just, I saw, they were detached. Detached or attached? Yes, some of them were detached. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that as well. I think that's the case. I think that's mm -hmm. the case. Yeah. I mean, we'll know in two or three weeks and uh, have some good looks. So it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate uh, landing transit throughout Crusader. Mm. That's something transit that they didn't be... cover. Uh, well, in, in parts, uh, they, they mentioned the shuttle. I don't, I don't know if you've seen that there, there's a crusader shuttle. No, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see shuttle. that. No. no, I guess my brain it picked looks, out what it, it looks like from. a mix of, a of, a of an MSR and some, some tourist minivan with a, with a clear top. Oh yes. I saw that ages ago. Yeah. And people were like, we need this. I need to buy one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they were also asking in the 314 video if, if they could get the Horizon Shuttle, and people were like, nah, nah yeah, that's you're right. not getting the Horizon Shuttle. Star Citizen guys are like, holy shit, man, we should have like released this. We're going to make another $20 million. <laughs> people want to become shuttle drivers. Lie, it's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Mate, there might be a market for people who own the Pisces or the Argo to become little taxi drivers around Orison. Who knows? <laughs> Get a uh, Spectrum uh, releases an app that challenges Uber. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> the in-game Uber would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> what else could we take away from that video? There, there wasn't too much information. It was mainly visuals and um, yeah. I think it'll be a place that I go visit, kill a space whale based on the scenario we created last week, and yeah. then I'm leaving and never going back. Yeah. Oh, I want. I'll be I hanging plan out. Plan on there. do some. I'll be hanging out. Yeah. There. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna visit that bar and I'm gonna have some nice dog fights in them clouds. And well, well one thing that I am excited about is you you know how uh, every port or area that you go to it has its own shops and then all those shops have different items i'm, I'm curious to see if they instituted or added any new items yeah uh, for for running around trying to find random shit changing up things with armor and clothes and that pieces and parts for your ship it's going to be interesting definitely have new fashion Definitely have yeah, exactly. We got new clothing for at least NPCs. Not sure we can buy it at some point, but uh, mm. there's there's new stuff for the NPCs. That's some really cool pink, blue, white uh, yeah. themes. When they system, then 
then you can go there and murder them and hopefully just take their clothes. Exactly. Take, take their shoes. They own. <laughs> <laughs> just the shoes. <laughs> Give me the shoes. I got <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to? Um... Yeah, man. Let's let's, let's yeah. shift on. Do yeah. ship talk. Oh yeah. So new segment. Yeah, new segment. Um, I think actually this is this is going to be this is going to be a, a good segment to have. It's going to be unique to the world of podcast in star citizens yeah so we're going to actually cover a ship every week go over it talk about it maybe the manufacturer dimensions uh what it offers the crew size what type of weapons does it have and would we buy one <laughs> drum roll <laughs> Mars, what's the ship of this week this week it's the uh, newly announced gatak Aralin. So uh this this is a Xi'an ship. Um it's um it's the first I don't it's the first correct me if I'm wrong anyone, it's the first interspecies ship. So the manufacturer the manufacturer has made a ship that's made for two different species, which I would love to see walk around inside and see like some quirkiness, like the bed is it a little bit weird because it has to better you know Xi'an and a human the bathroom I, I don't know I don't know but I, I want to see what is actually makes it a interspecies ship um it's I'll, I might as well just run through the specs guys and then I'll hand it over to you guys so mm-hmm. it's um it uses Xi'an's proprietary uh Gravlev technology that we can already see on the Nox and we can see on um, the Khartu Al. If you guys have seen a Khartu yep. Al, if you look at the steps, <laughs> they use Grav. a few times. Yeah, they use the Gravlev, which is Xi'an proprietary technology. It's got 320 SKU, which uh, just to put it into perspective, the Caterpillar has got 576 SKU. Um, the Freelancer Max has got 122 SKUs, so it kind of sits nicely between the Caterpillar and the Freelancer Max uh, in regards to cargo capacity. Um, it's on regards to weaponry, it's got two turrets. It's got one on each side. Each one of those turrets has got two size four weapons, which is okay, I suppose. Uh, That's pretty hefty. Yeah. For a yeah. cargo ship? Yeah. 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 It's- yeah. Uh, I always shrug my shoulders because turrets <laughs> sometimes are a bit hit and miss. So, yeah, assuming turrets are effective, then that that would be uh, quite hefty. Um, and yeah, that's it. And uh, one one thing I noticed is I saw pictures of the inside, man, and it was extremely elegant inside. Like it, it made Origin ships look old fashioned in my in, in my book. So, you know, uh, I don't know it what has you guys a very thought. modern vibe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's very modern and ha- has a very unique and and individual feel and style to it which I like. Um but one one thing you were mentioning you you were mentioning the uh, interspecies capacities of the ship and they will have like you know we got showers and bathrooms and such. 
And for the Xi'an, they will have like a like a wall <laughs> where they can scratch off their 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 skin and whatnot. I don't know how Xi'an clean themselves, but that's apparently one of the things they need. <laughs> so they got a scratch wall. <laughs> wow! I I, I can't was interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to see that animation in the verse. The the scratching board. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a, Another thing okay, is it will yeah. have like a like a small kitchen for for the humans to prepare their food and Xian um, don't eat like human food and there's some they can eat but they mainly enjoy fermented stuff so yeah. there there'll be fermentation pots in, in the same area as uh, the little kitchen where we can cook our food they will be able to ferment whatever they like to ferment and eat that so yeah that that's another little bit about the interspecies thing they they'll have going on the ship oh. You know, it's interesting that with this grab lab technology, if you're mining and you have a, someone that's participating in the mining expedition with this hauler, there's a lot you could do with that. You could get in and out of places very conveniently, especially when we are able to get into caves deep. And if there is a, uh, a Demeta becomes that go deep into the cave and you can actually mine this this cargo ship would actually be pretty useful i think it it looks like it's it's not that large i mean it's not massive was it no, 53 it's... meters yeah 53 in length 52 yep. in width yep. height is 67. <clears throat> i think you is uh, you could definitely get in some places and make hauling stuff a lot more convenient yeah i mean especially with the detachable cargo and stuff um makes it a lot more flexible i suppose getting into tough so i was places. actually gonna say for me that uh i it would be a no-go for me i'm not a cargo hauler don't want to be however for those individuals that are haulers i'm pretty sure that they could find a use for this yeah i mean i'm a cargo hauler I'm a cargo hauler. I've got a Caterpillar and a, and a C2. I'm like, but how many cargo haulers do you need in your fleet? You know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, I'm going to be in one ship and I'm a Drake man. So I'm kind of a, in two minds. Um, I've got some store credit sitting there. I think I'd want to get it just for the sheer brilliance of the look and the way it transforms when um, when you go from landing gear mode into, into flight mode. Um, but one thing... I kind of doesn't sit with me well is you guys seen the front face, right? It's like a giant star. I'm thinking mm -hmm. in atmosphere, in my engineering side is like, that thing's like a fucking air brake. <laughs> like <laughs> it must have some it will fly like a brake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, it's uh, alien technology. Man. Yeah. You're not supposed must... to question that. What's no, wrong with you? no. Why are you questioning alien technology? <laughs> that's 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 exactly what I have to, have to refer to in my brain. That okay, it's, it's Xi'an magic that this thing's not like an air brake going through the air <laughs> in atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It might have some some sort of. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Though? Do you get what I mean? Like the <laughs> yeah, face of absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like. It's like a like a like a big like giant an umbrella, star. basically. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, he's a xenophobe. He, he's a xenophobe. He's, a, <laughs> he's subtly implying that they they're not capable of that type of technology. 
humanity first. (laughs) (laughs) And and now that I'm being pedantic about little things, the second thing was the shape of the cargo pods. They're like little pyramids, right? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, is that an efficient way of loading stuff? Like when you move home, you don't get triangular boxes to put your books and stuff into, do you? Like, but anyway, that's just me. I'll, I'll see how that how that unfolds. But having a triangular cargo pod kind of seems inefficient use of space. But there could be some benefit to it. So well, I, I don't they, know. Maybe maybe they're the ancient aliens that built the pyramids on Earth. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> with their lab technology, it all makes sense now. You, you see the connection there? Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, right, so, the Xi'an Empire is old enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And they're, they're, if you look at their language, it has this Asiatic feel to it. Oh, absolutely. It does. does. Yeah. 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 So maybe they were here, and yeah. and it all began with sprinkled the... pyramids across the globe. Yeah. So I'm actually we're gonna shift out of that into my favorite segment is the lore section. That's that's another aspect that we offer. Here, we are going to take in consideration this week commerce. So with Lure, we're going to sample ideas. We're going to come up with a general idea. Then we're going to sample some items that actually deal with the subject. We'll begin this week since Crusader's coming in 314 in a couple of weeks, and we'll start off with Crusader Industries. So Crusader Industries actually is known to be a producer of large commercial vests. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we already talked about, you know, the, the state of the way it's development as far as habitation is concerned. But they're, so their most popular products is, is, are, is Starliner. Uh, the yeah. commercial space. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of it? Yeah. So, I mean, would I mean, you guys say that it, it, it is overrated, underrated? Uh, well, what do you mean? The ship itself? It's not the out ship yet. Is, that's, that's the thing. The, yeah. is, the, the Starliner is not out yet. That you, you'll have to imagine the Starliner star a little bit like a, like a big uh, 747 for space travel. Yeah. So It's yet to be determined. It's not out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm excited. What you've seen about it. I'm excited. I'm excited for, I mean, again, this is my imagination going wild. Like, imagine you you buy a Genesis Starliner and there's a valid need for you. Despite, this is the tricky part. Despite everyone having spaceships, there's going to be somehow, there has to be somehow a valid need for you to go and buy a ticket to go from point A to point B and then get onto some other player player's Starliner and then that that player takes you from point A to point B and you're a passenger on that Starliner. If they actually manage to put that in the game, then I think I'm excited for it, Delta, to answer your question. That's, that's, uh, your, that's your Uber. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, are, are you... Yeah, I actually you, got an idea for you that. have heard about it. Is it, is yeah, it overrated the, or underrated? Well, uh, I always had this idea, like uh, how to bring in new players that are like hesitant, maybe to buy into the game. And one idea I had was like uh, let 
people play for free, but mm. don't give them citizen status. And citizen status is the thing that allows you to actually buy a ship and own a ship later on. Mm. But you could have like players playing for free in the in the verse, um, fulfilling certain roles as crew members oh my on God, ships. That's amazing. That's a great idea. And dude. at this point, the Starliner would be like a big money maker because you have to move people from A to B and they wouldn't be able to own ships because they have no citizen status until they actually buy into the game, get the citizen status uh, and their ship. And before that, I mean, yeah, we got free fly events and everything and everybody flies around with ships and it's a cool idea, but um, that's more of a long-term idea. Yeah. I don't know how viable it is or, or how possible it is to, to do this because, I mean... I don't know, because... According according to the lore, the the Star Runner is actually one of its most popular po products. So, as you know, we get server meshing and whatnot. I could really see it actually being incorporated to the extent that is the transit ship the go to, especially depending on the drives that it has in it and how well yeah. it's going to maneuver. And I would imagine it's going to be pretty fucking sleek inside as well. And I would imagine it would have to go from point A to point B pretty fast. There has to be a distinct advantage of the Starliner over your Cutlass or over your whatever, right? That would want to make you go and buy a ticket or whatever and get on a Starliner. So, um, so a point to be made about Crusader Industries, it also is pretty a, a relatively new company compared to the other companies. I mean, we're talking about twenty seven ninety nine, yeah. uh, right. you know, of its conception. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they primarily are into to cargo spacecraft, and now they're about to enter the universe with their own planet. That's it. That's actually functional. Yeah. So the Shubin Interstellar. Let's discuss that. Well, what before you move on, like on Crusader. You got a point. Yeah, yeah. Crusader. You know what it reminds me of, guys? Boeing. Boeing makes. Uh, yeah. Boeing. Boeing makes passenger planes and makes military planes and makes all sorts of different planes, and that's what Crusader does. They've got a variety of, of, of uh, like a diverse lineup. So sorry about that. Let's. No, no, you're good, Moss, because I'm, I'm, I'm about to put you on the spot now. Yeah. You know how I said, uh, Microtech was a cold-ass Google? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you have to give a proper adjective okay. to the following. I'll let you think about it. I won't lie. No, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, gonna... I'm oh, ready shit. to go. I don't know if Maybe you'll be like familiar it. with this with this show though, so it won't okay. be as it won't be as clever as your adjective. But the shark okay. Shubin Interstellar is the shark's den. Yeah, yeah, do, do you yeah, know the show, uh, the Shark's Den, or um, in no. in England it's called the Dragon's Den? So yeah, where you pitch them ideas and uh, so, they, they oh, find Shark Tank, Shark Tank, Shark Tank. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, what yeah. Shark Tank? Because I read Shubin Interstellar. I'm like, what is Shubin Interstellar? I always thought it was mining, but I read a bit of their history. They were actually an hey. investment group. Then they bought a yeah. they bought a terraforming group. Then they bought a mining group, and they also bought a hangar company that we'll get into next. So to me, they they're like the Shark Tank guys, and they're like, "Tell me your business model," and then they're like, "We'll buy that. We'll buy that. <laughs> we'll not buy that." So um, yeah, the, 
They're they're just a conglomerate. Yeah, they're just a diverse yeah, much investors buying up everything. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it. So yeah, the so, shark tank. So the industry they're in is, a, is we're looking at terraforming, mining, yeah, mining equipment, commercial and industrial products. So uh, they, this looks like this company is on the move. And if we did have, and I I, I told you guys this off offline uh i would love to see commerce go to the extent in the the pu to where they introduce a stock exchange or commodities mm-hmm. trade yeah commodities trading man you know let's 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 take not let's Wall take star street. citizen space to a whole street. different space street <laughs> yeah all right so and the and thing is, they already have. They, they even have the locations in place already. Uh, there's several uh, places around the verse where they actually have like the, the actual stock market. Like you can go in there and yeah, like, the the, the, the files and everything. It's there. Dude, so it would that, be great uh, if they have imagine that. being able to check your fucking Moby glass. Like, oh shit, I'm down. I need to actually. I'm gonna hold this one. I'm gonna short squeeze that for a little while. I'm gonna pull an option <laughs> on this company. You know, I, 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 if you want to take Star Citizen to another level. If oh any God. dev ever watches this, you guys work on that. Add us a commodities <laughs> trading. Because, dude, if imagine you go run bounties, you bust your ass, or you play whatever gameplay loop that interests you the most. And then when you're done, you're like, I want some, some passive investments. I'm going to get some aggressive investments, but I'm going to put it all into the market. And then let, let's see where it goes. And then utilize your Moby Glass. And then we get a new tab for commodities trading. I would be investing in Shubin and Interstellar because they, this is a company on the grind, man. They're trying to make moves and purchase That's it and it. buy everything up. Yep. I mean, there's going to be players that only do that, I think. They're going to just be... Hell yeah. <laughs> they're going to just log in, go, yeah. go to the trading desk, and then that's it. They make money and log out. Hell <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then imagine if they made an app for it as well. You never had to enter the game. You would have people that, that players that would only play that. Like, yeah. Yeah. St- yeah. <laughs> Stamp, Stanton Investments Capital, you know, trading platform or whatever. Absolutely. So looking at some of these other companies, um, Aeroview, the hangar map manufacturer. Exactly. They, they produce some um, hangers that are... Uh, they they started out producing like uh, high end hangers for for rich clients basically, but uh, moved on to a to a more modular system where they could like mm-hmm. produce small affordable hangers for everybody, and that's where the company really started to grow. I'm actually um, going to file a lawsuit against them. Uh, their one of their hangar doors it got glitched, and when I was flying out, I ripped off one of my guns and my cutty. And I'm pretty pissed off about that. So I'm in the process of trying to go through the proper channels. And uh, if there is uh, an interstellar attorney, please get in touch. DM me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So guess what, though? Aeroview is owned by Shubin Interstellar. Ah, grind is. There you go. They're in the hangar space as well, mate. They're in the hangar space as well. Those boys, I don't know who's running that company, but they're trying to buy up everything. That's it. 
Uh, Shubin Interstellar is based on Microtech, right? Like yeah. their main company seat is on Microtech too. Correct. So just a matter of time until they buy that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> so cold ass Google yeah. and Microtech, and then the Boeing is is there as well. So you know a lot of major companies running over there. And then we we already covered the the Gaddock itself, the the railing. There is. There's uh, some interesting stuff, though, man. Like, founded in 19,668 BC. BCE. <laughs> BCE. Yeah, so uh, imagine that. Let's let's comprehend that for a second. Wait a second. I'm, I'm ignorant. Is BCE before or it's after? Before, bef- no, okay, so that would be before the common era. Okay. So common error would be, you know, what we currently are. Right. So that you you were correct. That would be BC. That's just another so way to add it. So it's before yeah. nineteen thousand six. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were correct in your assessment. They've been around for a while. Let's just put it this way: they're older than the pyramids. Yeah. Bloody old. Um, some other potential. Some good stuff was. Um, so the humans and the Xi'an had a human trade initiative in 2947, which is like only four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the verse. Yeah. yeah and uh, Imperator Costigan, who I think is getting replaced now, right? We had an election. Uh, yep, he's getting replaced. He's getting replaced. I think he already was. He already is, yeah. So the previous Imperator who just got replaced, we had, we had, I don't know if you know Delta, we all had an election in game and we, we all voted for a new Imperator, but we haven't really heard much about it. Yeah, that was back in, actually, was it close to the actual um, election in real life for America? It was like in October, November sometime. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was relatively close, like a month or so apart, maybe two. I don't remember well. Yeah, I, um, when I was doing my research, I, I did look into some of that. Uh, so I, I, I am aware of that. Yeah. What I find interesting about uh, Gatek and Alpua too, it's 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 the uh, other spaceship manufacturer from the Qian, is that it's not companies as we know them, and the Qian society is organized into houses. Yes. And every house gets a specialization. And Gatek, for example, got the specialization for cargo ships. Right. And Alpoa has the um, has the manufacturing rights for small uh, small ships like uh, what is it? The Khartoual. Khartoual and the Santokyai or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one I hate the most. The UEE or the situation with the Shia, because <laughs> I mean they're a bunch of fucking communists, man. I'm, I'm, if, when you really think about it, that it, it honestly is like it, it has it. They've divided these things into the houses. Each house gets a specific, you know, thing industry that they're in. Mm-hmm. They can only do that. There's no free trade. There's no free enterprise. There's nothing fucking free about that. For for what goddamn twenty five thousand years? That's ridiculous. <laughs> communism should never <laughs> go that far. Space communism. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't it's know. A fucking cancer. <laughs> I don't know it's if it, 
yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, Delta. Kind of looks like that. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly. I don't have enough details to speak further. Except there's houses, and each the houses do specific things. Are, are they allocated, Ace? These roles, or do they kind of vie for the roles? And whoever kind of probably don't have enough information. I think there, there's there's uh, there's some sort of um, process they have to go to uh, through to apply to manufacture certain things and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background um, yeah Geta got the permission to manufacture those kind of ships after a somewhat sleazy change in power right okay if yeah. i remember correctly i'm not right. sure exactly right there would be a lot I of politics whether it's communist or not not communist you can definitely bet that there's going to be a lot of politics and backstabbing and, and yeah, all sorts of absolutely. shenanigans yeah yeah I've got uh, looks like they have very strong centralized government because um I've, I've kind of tangented off while you guys were talking about that looking at the houses yep and they had actually had several issues throughout their history where right. these houses were vying for power yeah so yep. it's definitely a, a a very very concentrated and powerful centralized government so yeah, yeah i won't ever be fucking visiting those places <laughs> fair enough i think gatak was involved to some degree in the power change i don't remember to what extent but i think it had something to do with it I mean, I don't have much more to add with the APOA manufacturer no, either. I mean, no, no. Ex except except that the Xi'an uh, company has a partnership with MISC. So has a partnership yep. with MISC. And then if you look at the MISC-reliant Tanner and the other two, uh, uh, the Reliance, if you like, the Reliance series of, of ships, mm -hmm. you, they've they've drawn from that uh, partnership, haven't they? They've got the sort of uh, Xi'an technology sort of drip through to 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 the other MISC ships, which I found interesting. So, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I knew I, they partnered up, but I didn't know that the Reliance were built with uh, alien tech components. That that was new to me. I believe so. I, I could be wrong, but I believe the unique look of them is draws inspirations from, you know, the influence could. that they had with this partnership. But I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I could see that. I mean, yeah. Joining dots here. Well, <laughs> no, we've actually sampled just a few companies here. I mean, naturally, there's there's a lot of different companies and a lot of different industries. Yeah. Because commerce is you know, what holds and keeps everything together. I mean, as you can see, it's united alien species with us and us to them connected that and not to mention the interconnectivity of, of humans around the verse. What I'm interested to see is as our economy develops, the relations between player, each player, as the economy gets more dynamic, more immersive, and eventually certain concepts being added you know let's say i alluded to you know a, a commodities trading or if we get a platform to where we can exchange resources from player to player or crafting being instituted in the game eventually and 
being able to list that on a platform to transfer to another player uh, and or cargo hauling, you know, physicalized inventory. There's a lot of it, a lot of things that are coming that they could build on to create a player to player transaction. And that commerce is what interests me the most in MMOs, you know, with that, especially in an MMO. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm, no, you're I'm good, just man. guessing go here, but um, I think we'll see the first iterations of that once the Banu Merchantman comes out, because uh, that that's a ship where you have basically built-in stores, and you can choose what sort of store you'll you'll have there and what kind of stuff you'll be selling. I think that might be one of the first iterations we'll see of the the whole commerce in between players. So the the MMO I used to play, we had, mm -hmm. I guess what would be equal to uh, eBay. We had a trading post and there was mm -hmm. a, a global platform and every guild could add the items that they crafted. Okay. You had an option to sell it to the, <clears throat> you had an option to sell it to the server or you could actually sell it, post it, list it like on eBay, do buy it now at this price and players could purchase it and then it showed up in their their inventory yeah uh without getting too too much into the details essentially what what you had there was the whole entire economy was highly influenced by players and what i would do yeah. is i would actually go on there and i literally could manage it from my phone I would scan certain items, like say there was a particular area that we focus or uh, concentrated in, and I would purchase everything off of that that platform in that area. Then I would list the items that we made at a higher price. So it was market manipulation, hmm. and then and then that what I would do is pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then what I would do is after I sold all my stuff, I'd relist the stuff that I did sell um, or I purchased, and then I would sell it at a higher price. So I created the market for that area and then slowly got into to manipulating certain aspects. That kind of stuff it really is intriguing to me. That's the gameplay that I like to focus on. Uh, and once we get I think with, with the video from Tony Z a while back that we had, they will have the ability to create something like that. And I would definitely love to see it in this game. It would highly increase the the amount of immersion that we have in this game. As far as, what, what do you guys think? Um, we, we, I, I was going to say, man, as just describing that to me, Delta, I don't know if my understanding of the Tony Z stuff is wrong, but I think it, it might be, to your disappointment, the polar opposite of what you've described. And and by that, I mean there's going to be a very detailed end-to-end -end economy, right, Like from the miner that, that digs the stuff out of the ground, gives it to a logistics guy, takes it to a refiner and all that stuff. But I think, and I could be wrong, so I could be wrong, I'm I'm excited by what you're telling me, but I understood that quantum, which is this huge AI, is going to be simulating yeah. this huge universe, and it's going to be simulating the economy, right? And it, because it's so huge and there's so many moving parts to it, the aim of quantum is to simulate this massive economy, which means 
that a small org or let's even say a medium-sized org or even let's say even a large-sized org is not big enough to outweigh or impact what quantum is doing. That's kind of how I understood it. But which means that you aren't, it means the universe is so big. It's not like these other MMOs where you go and you get a corner of the map and you dominate it and you, you know, manipulate the market and the world goes up and down because, you know, 20 players did something. Like the universe is too big for that. You know what I mean? You, you, you ain't going to, like, no, no one's going to do crap, like, without maybe having 20,000 play army or something, which no one will have. So that, that's kind I do of- remember it. I, I do remember the video and what you were saying is true. However, there was two different aspects to that. Yeah. And it, let's see, that was a month ago. So what we'll, what we'll do is I'm going to go back and watch that video because I do recall. I could be wrong. Being, I could be wrong. I do recall me being uh, uh, the light bulb popping up in my head and thinking that, yeah, there is a gameplay loop that you would be able to use to manipulate it. Yeah. And a lot of the time, depending on, but what we we will need there is if, and they have thrown around the word crafting several times in the past couple of weeks. I've heard it over and over again. Uh, did they talk about it specifically, but it was thrown out there, you know, you mm. know implying that it was coming. Um, so if we do get crafting, you have to have an ability to to sell that and yeah. the the economy is necessarily going to come in um once that economy comes in however that production rolls and the platform that they put it on there's always a gameplay loop that you can crack the 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 matrix yeah. of the coding there's sure. always one there's yeah. always exploits to be found so that's what I'm more or less leaning on the, the idea that no matter what they do, no matter what system they set up, like the law system, yeah, you get a crime stat five, the UEEs bring in everything that has got towards you. But if you've got badass PVP players, they could really put a stress on the system. And if they get to a point where you got PVP players that are just slaughtering at crime stat five, and then you got other players coming in, and then you cannot defeat them. That's kind of like cracking the matrix, you know, yeah. an ideal scenario. But uh, there's always an ability to crack it. And the fact that you just challenged me makes me even more excited about it. Oh, no. I think what you say, I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I, I think my understanding of it, and I could be wrong, was the design intent was for it to be kind of not manipulated. But what you say stands as well, because anything developers deploy is not perfect usually. Correct. And, so and players it's gonna be more yeah. challenging. Players, it's gonna be more challenging. Yeah. Players are a deviant and creative. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so absolutely. now you've encouraged me even more to challenge <laughs> There you to, go. To figure it out. All right. Okay, guys. Right. Um, what do you think? We move on into the next section? Open mic? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Open mic. Right. He's got an idea that they want to run with anything in specifically. Well, um, go ahead. Kind of touched on it be- beforehand. Uh, the thing I mentioned with the with the free players was a was a pretty interesting talking point. I thought, and um, 
It's great idea. Once we have server meshing and all those systems in place, I, I think it would be like a, a really good <laughs> method to get to get some sort of flow into the into the universe. But that's not like based on just NPCs and yeah, okay, those fifty Absolutely NPCs agree. get on board my ship and I take them from A to B and that's it. It it would create some some really interesting stuff because now you'd have people actually looking to be crew on your ship instead of uh, okay we take mine or we take your ship that well, discussion it, pops up every time you play with someone man nah, nah, i want to fly my ship come on let's let's get on this one yeah that's a great idea change a lot. so you got you got the small packages 45 dollars to buy a package right you get an aurora or something mm -hmm. so you got this maybe you got this market of players that are like no nah, i'm not gonna i'm not even prepared to, to spend 45 dollars you know i, I just want to see what it's like and like you say, if they, I mean, this is all obviously, hopefully the servers can take, you know, a flood of players and all the technologies in place and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just assuming all that stuff. But imagine like you Absolutely. got this free to play game, free to, not free to play, but free to enter. You can, it's free to mm -hmm. enter this yeah, universe. Free, free to enter. I yeah. Like, like you come in and yeah, you go to Delta and Delta's like, look at my ship. Look how beautiful it is. And then, you know, before you know it, half these guys are going to go and buy their own packages and stuff because they're like, Probably. hell yeah, man, I want some of this. So it's not a bad marketing idea provided the technology and the servers and all that stuff can uh, can tolerate it. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that won't be, won't be even theoretically happening until we have server meshing stable and uh, actually working. So Server meshing is the holy land of this game, dude. That seems mean, to be. What, so with every MMO, for me personally, this, this is my opinion, and you'll never knock me off this. What makes the MMO outside of the game itself and the programming and the, you know, fixing the glitches and the bugs? No matter how perfect your game is, it's your player base that creates the game itself by play creating player created content player created content is how mmos survive outside of what the developers offer you can offer a triple a perfect game with no issues whatsoever in the most idealistic situation that you could comprehend if your player base is not creating their own content within the game uh diplomacy um hierarchy wars events you know uh like you know we were talking about earlier the commerce and me being able to manipulate the market and the the previous mmo that is what makes the game more intriguing for me personally so the more player created content that you have the more immersion you have yeah Oh, and we're not going to get that. And, and there's so many gameplay loops that could be created from uh, server meshing that is astronomical. You're talking about every aspect of the game being completely revolutionized simply by allowing players to to be on you know servers and be able to shift and having more than 50 people because essentially we're all going to be on the the same server but with it all meshed together, we will be in the same universe and be able to travel to and fro. Server meshing, I that's the wait. holy land, man. That is the holy it land. Is. That's going to revolutionize everything about this game. But I'm going to say this. I don't want server meshing until these stupid-ass bugs that are game killers 
there are a lot of people that are going to play this game. No fucking shit that's going to come in here and get so sick of these basic uh, issues uh, that that are indeed game killers. Here's here's a statistic for you. I was talking to a guy the other day and he I asked him, you know, I was just trying to I'm trying to get some statistics in my brain based on just dealing with players. Uh-huh. So this is anecdotal. I have no no data for this, with the exception of talking to people. Overall, on average, from what I have understood, is that some players, to a degree, are winding up with account resets about once a month. About once it's, a month. It's pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah. D- dude, once Depending a month? On how much are you game, fucking serious? Yeah. So I thought I thought the other day that when when my ship exploded, I was literally very close to resetting my account. And luckily, the guy was like, dude, no. Well, I had that issue years ago. Let's try my strategy. So I tried his strategy, was a little reluctant about doing it, but we did it. It fucking worked. But otherwise, I would have had to do account reset. I would have been depressed. Because I, 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 dude, I was on here for like 12 hours straight, grinding, building up stuff, getting myself, flying all over the universe, going to this store, going to that store, doing this mission, trying to build, you know, my reputation with Northrop. If I would have had to start over, I would have quit for, uh, being the gamer that I am, I would have came back because I'm obsessive. But as far as like yeah. other players, they would have quit and oh, never came back. Never came back. However, and, and I can't reset once a month. What the hell? Get the fuck out of here with that. Hmm. Yeah, the thing is, uh, you, you don't actually lose everything with the character reset. It, it's not like you, you have to start from zero. Ships you bought, you will keep all the... Well, mostly. If, if you're lucky, you keep everything and even keep your reputation. It's just a, just a matter of um, resetting the, the character's location, I think, in the game. And sometimes you lose some stuff and... From what I understood, one dude had to, he had to redo all his missions and shit. Well, yeah. it, that might also be the case. I, I You're talking about other four or five coming. days worth of fucking work, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, let, yeah. let me tell you my my take on 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 this discussion. Like, as a org leader, right? I've seen, I've seen. Um, I've seen a wave of players come into my org and experience a whole bunch of bugs and stuff and um, and leave and leave because of the bugs, right? And then I've had another wave of, of players come in and this wave seems to be more resilient a little bit. But even there, it's a constant struggle of keeping people, you know, focused and 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 in the game one thing i tell everyone is you cannot in any sense shape or form view this as like you're building something because this alpha is on a slippery slope and it's an alpha i don't like to use the 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 uh you know that it's an alpha i'm not hiding behind it but it is so if you're looking to build your character up build a fleet build your stack of money you're coming in it with the wrong attitude and 
you're going to leave. You're in for a disappointment. You're going to leave. Yeah. What you need to view this as, forget about building your money up, building your ships up. What you have to view this as is I'm going to sit down for three hours and I'm going to experience something and hopefully it'll be fun. And if it's fun, great. <laughs> if it's not, it's not. But don't don't have this view of this continuous game yet because, mate, that's not – and I tell all my members that. And if someone gets pissed off at losing their ships or losing because of an account reset, I'm like, dude, mate, you're coming at this the wrong angle. If you're going to stick with me for the next 10 years until this game's in a stable place – you can't you can't worry about your money you can't worry about your ships mate like there's only 20 missions in this game so whether or not you save up 10 million dollars now guess what you're going to do the same 20 missions next time so there's nothing new you're not progressing anything there's there's nothing you know so i've had this experience well, think, delta yeah. trying to keep members in it's all good recruiting and getting members this is what I've I've come up with the saying like finding Retention. finding star citizen members is one thing finding resilient star citizen members is another thing so yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. so I, I see where you're coming from where you're coming from however you know I, I've realized that the philosophy here is you need to play for the bugs in this game you mm. you got to play for the bugs so even with you know mining loop you're gonna be afraid every fucking second that you're going to 30k and lose your all mm. your cargo four hours worth of work Literally. however you might mm. um the the issue here is that there's a lot of these bugs that should not exist compared or contrasted to a lot of the new additions you understand what i'm saying sure uh, the new additions shouldn't exist and neither should the bugs because the new Additions were, you know, pretty much set to the side to make sure that these bugs are, are taken care of. And unfortunately, I'm no coder, but I do understand that programming is a very complicated situation. So for those individuals that are coders, I think have probably a little more compassion towards them trying to find these bugs because bugs create themselves and it's a pain in the ass. However, I mean, I, I hope that shit gets fixed ASAP. So before I forget, let me ask you this question. Um, in your experience being the org leader in Star Citizen, those individuals that are more resilient, because I've been looking at some of the, the data, the uh, statistics on the listeners for our podcast and uh, YouTube, we are hitting that range of about 36 to, to 44, right? Right. Those individuals that aren't as resilient, what are are they younger players? No, 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 no. say just equal. No, not necessarily at all. The, the, the bugs of you know, let, let, let's be frank, they're, they're quite horrendous and it takes a lot of patience and there's a lot of disappointment. And if you come in with an attitude of like you, you're playing some progression, whether you're young or old, um, it, yeah, it, you're up for disappointment. You're, you're coming at it all wrong, and you might disagree with the bugs and mm -hmm. all that stuff, but they're there. They're there. They're there. So, so you have to, uh, if you're not you, you, we can have all the opinions we want on the game, but it is what it is, and we're the ones that have to adapt. And if you want to be here for the long term. I would advise all org leaders to be very flexible. Like I allow my players to, if they get burnt out, 
I recognize that. Go away. Like, go, let's play some other games. You know, go. You don't have to come. To, if you don't come to every event, we're going to kick you out. I'm very <laughs> flexible, you know. Like, like you know, if you're burnt out, man, you know, I, I can respect that. Or if someone gets really emotional when they lose, oh, fucking, I lost. Like, I don't have any fear of a 30K, dude. Because when I'm mining, I'm not there thinking, ooh, I'm going to get rich and buy myself a gun. I'm there thinking I'm experiencing this mining mechanic in this alpha game. And if I'm successful, fuck, you know, it's cherry on top for me. I got some money in the bank. No, but I can tell you if this fucking game ever got to a point where I had to mine and become rich to buy a fucking gun, I would not play it. And I'm one <laughs> oh, of those resilient players. <laughs> oh, no, no. Sorry. I, I exaggerate. You, you know what I mean. Just fucking yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. So, yeah, I don't, no, no real age group or any statistic i can i can think of yeah, yeah. it's just the special guy what, when you find them hold I on to him delta <laughs> i think what helped with that mindset was um the wipes we had previously we had a wipe every patch so you knew you were gonna lose your stuff and you, mm -hmm. you weren't sad about it, it was yeah. like yeah whatever i'll grind for it again so yeah. everything's good so i'll leave I'll, I'll close this section the the one question is when are we going to get to a point where we don't have to play for the bugs and we don't have to be overly resilient even though technically it's an alpha i, I would like to to be able to have a lot of those bugs eliminated before we move into server mission because honestly dude if we we move two years down the road and we get server mission and I'll be excited about that. And we're still dealing with these same types of bugs, trying to bring in player-created content, bring in more players. It's going to be fucking absolutely insane and overwhelming for everybody. And I'm a resilient player. Like I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm willing yeah. to stick around. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. No matter, like you said, you just you, it's there. You fucking deal with it. So yeah. what I'm bitching and complaining is really, I'm warning people. Before they get in the game, just yeah. be prepared. Like this, this is the reality of it. Yeah, um, and, and dude, um, sorry, I see God. No, yeah, no, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say, dude, I'm, I'm like you, man. Like, like for example, right now, I can't take my gun out without the game getting totally balked, right? So I'm like a quarter of a billion dollars, ten years. I want to be able to bring my gun out. Like there is certain bugs that I, like you, Delta, think this should be solved right i don't think yeah. that i don't think that they're gods and everything's perfect you know what i mean so there are some bugs mate that i'm on you should see me on my streams i'm 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 very much like mate this bug should not be here i should be able to pull out a weapon after 10 years <laughs> a quarter of a billion dollars exactly like you're saying delta this bug shouldn't and, be there and, and and that bug shouldn't be there yeah. but you know i understand the desync and the optimization and stuff but i should be able to pick something up or i should be able to you know you know pull out my weapon i should be able to you know walk onto a ship bugs are, bugs are one thing but my main issue is frequency of those bugs yeah and i'm done yeah. talking about that because it's, it's, a, fair, it's me off. a fair point yeah yeah anyway yeah. we don't want to wallow in the mud guys I think no, um, no. that's it for today, guys. If you've got nothing else to, to add, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. This is 
been episode two of the Citizen Feed with my man Delta and Ace Rimmer. Uh, hope you guys come and join us again. And until next yeah. time, guys. Absolutely. See you and in the verse. So throw this out there. So if you guys have any questions, you can always email us at thecitizenfeed at gmail.com. We'll put all of our social links down below in the description. Feel free to interact with us by whatever means you can. Delta X, 85, and we're done with this show. See you around, guys. <laughs>